Secrets of the Sire. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Secrets of the Sire. We talk comics, movies, TV, and pop culture every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Sire Studios digital network. That is youtube.com slash Sire Studios, facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire, twitch.tv slash Secrets of the Sire, and secretsofthesire.com. Find this podcast and all of our previous podcasts on all major apps. That's Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Spotify, Google, Anchor, iHeart, you name it, we're out there. We're also part of the Castworks Comedy Network. Tonight on Secrets of the Sire, DC Comics in Crisis, Why Everyone's Scared of Disney, and A Walking Dead Resurgence. I am your host, Michael Dolce, as always, joined by my co-host extraordinaire, Mr. Hassan Godwin. How you doing, sir? Uh, it's Wednesday. Yay. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, you know... It's Wednesday. I, I, I've been listening to some of our old stuff, by the way, before we get into anything. Um, and I think there was an energy to to what our old stuff used to be. So we're gonna we're gonna try to recapture that, or maybe I just feel like there was energy because yeah, I've been told that we're just completely tired all the time now. I think I think that's what <laughs> happens. I think that was pre. That was for me. It was like half a kid, uh, and it was uh, you know pre two kids, and you know just crazy work and all that fun stuff but we're gonna we're gonna persevere here and uh tonight we actually get to talk comics but in a larger sense you know kind of tied into the entire entertainment industry which uh, we don't always get to do unfortunately this is not on a high note so i think we're going to begin on something kind of cool instead uh this is our opening credits sonic booms again in a tight race between Paramount's Sonic the Hedgehog and Disney's Call of the Wild, it was the Hedgehog that beat out Harrison Ford and a CGI dog at the North American box office this past weekend. Uh, Sonic the CGI and live-action hybrid, based on the popular Sega game, zoomed past the 100 million milestone at the domestic box office after collecting 26 million in its second weekend, bringing it to a total of 106. Uh, internationally, Sonic grossed 38 million uh, in 16 markets over the weekend. Uh, what do you, what, in contrast to what we've been talking about the last few weeks uh, with Birds of Prey, uh, is this shocking? Does this shock you? No. Like how well Sonic's doing? No. Um, I mean, it's surprising. It's, uh, it's unexpected. Mm. Um, because, you know, everybody, everybody naysayed that movie, like, like, tremendously it was almost in catch territory oh when yeah it first, when it first premiered so that's a that's surprising it's pleasant you know to to have like a good story about you know success in the marketplace yeah um, and so in, in the marketplace it's always dying you and know, the video always, game uh curse right i mean usually there's a there's nah, a I mean, video they've, game they've, movie curse they've overcome that somewhat in the past few like you know tomb raider a couple of those movies have turned into genuine franchises that started mm. as video games um but yeah i mean for the most part it it did have that against it um it was like it, it was like what being a marvel movie used to be right know, in the old in the old days so yeah uh our audience oh, is yeah, like, i don't understand it. what that means <laughs> yeah well, who, who the heck with them you know like the old punisher the, the old punisher movie um 
remember like back in the day, the old days, there was like a Punisher movie. There was a that that Captain America movie that was oh, really gosh. bad. That was done oh, by yeah. uh, almost like Roger Corman and uh, the the Fantastic Four movie. Those those movies that were done just to hold on the license. To date, that Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie is the best Punisher movie that's ever come out. And actually, well, it wasn't, a... wasn't half bad. Actually, I really enjoyed it. No, it's an opinion. That's that strip club. They had that strip club scene. I was like ten years old. It was awesome. Anyway, so I like I like um, (laughs) I was ten years old. You know, you couldn't. We didn't have the internet back then. Got to get it wherever you could. Marvel movie. All right. Anyway. (laughs) So anyway, um, that was that was basically what being a Marvel movie was back then. Mm, so yeah. it's, you know, the video game movies uh, were relegated to that kind of, that dark, uh, miserable fate up until uh, Brian Singer came along, you know, and then, then you know, there was some viability in the Marvel uh, property. Actually, right. though, modern day cinema success, um, cinema, cinematic uh, comic book adaptation success is mm-hmm. the house that Blade built. But oh, okay. nobody, nobody ever gives it any credit, so. Very true. Very true. Um, well, any, anyway, um, no, I'm, 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 I'm happy for Sonic. You know, I'm not surprised. Oh, yeah. I'm, surprised. I'm not shocked. I'm happy for the, for the property. You know, whatever helps the medium. Whatever helps. All right. This is uh, moving on to our next uh, credit here. Uh, Hello, Batman. Set photos offer a good look at the new Batsuit and Batcycle. This kind of came out uh, Thursday last week. So we, uh, Obviously, had to wait a whole week to talk about it. But uh, first of all, the photos that came out—I don't think people realize this—were the stunt uh, person as well. It wasn't—it wasn't actually Robert Pattinson on the bike or anything like that. It was a stunt man. Some news websites, uh, like Digital Trends, from our good friend Rick Marshall, uh, suggested too. It has a throwback to the very, very early. Detective comics from like the 30s with the pointed ears, the ears back all the way, and things like that. Uh, what were you? What was your take when you saw the photos? I know you were not a huge fan. No, I, mean, I still don't care. I've I've seen too many iterations of Batman to be excited. Like I'll, when the movie comes out, if the movie's good and the movie has a good through line, it's in the in the character Bruce Wayne and whatever his uh, his pathology is and whatever his uh, struggle is throughout the film if that is you know if that is all a, a solid story a decent mm-hmm. line to justify me watching yet another iteration of freaking bruce wayne again then fine i'll be all for it i'll be a champion of it well, i can do that everybody knows i can compartmentalize because i did not like the nolan batman but i liked the nolan joker and i like the nolan joker better than the joaquin phoenix joker so it's mm-hmm. it's always a mixed bag it's always a complicated situation with me and batman but <laughs> I just don't. I mean, like, I like okay. The, there's a guy in a suit. The suit looks okay. There's Batman on a motorcycle. The motorcycle looks okay. I mean, like, okay. Who the heck cares? Yeah. Like, I don't understand who gives a damn about Batman aesthetics. Well, but that's now. the thing, though. So Batman is in Spider-Man territory now, right? I mean, we were saying the exact same thing before Spider-Man: Homecoming came out. We're like another Spider-Man movie. I'm not excited by this. People were more excited, and, and as it turned out, rightfully so, about the Into the Spider-Verse. Because it was different, it was a different take. Uh, but then Homecoming came out, and it turned out to be 
tremendous and far from home actually even yeah, built so? on I'm that. I'm still not excited by Spider-Man. You know, but I mean, yeah, look, those movies I are now. good. No, at this point, the movies have been so solid that I'm I'm excited for the third, especially now that Sony and uh, and uh, Marvel you. have kind of like made up for it. So I'm I, I kind of feel like okay, I, I kind of feel like I have to see what is out there. If if the Robert Pattinson Batman is yeah, I don't understand how you ask me these questions and yeah. then when I give you my answers, you're yeah. like, yeah, but this, you know, I'm like okay. because because we're on a show where we i know but it's like back and forth then give your opinion i am giving my context of yourself i am giving it don't don't and but me in my opinion (laughs) i will end but you no as much as i need to stop doing it it's 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 in fact we had more and but back Uh, in the old days Yes. If you want to get into that discussion, we'll we'll do that during which was last year. (laughs) All right, we're gonna segue out of the Batman talk, but it's a great segue because it's in the DC world uh, to our main topic tonight, which is Crisis on Earth. Dan DiDio, DC Mm -hmm. Comics in Crisis: uh, How 5G Was a Crisis Too Far. Word broke very late, either Friday night or Thursday night. I can't remember exactly which one it was. Dan DiDio, for anybody out there who only understands these comic book characters because of the movies, was the co-publisher of DC Comics. And he was the figurehead, the main story driver. Jim Lee is the co-publisher, but uh, from all accounts, uh, Jim Lee's not as hands-on as Dan DiDio. And having had personal experience with Dan DiDio, too, he was very passionate about DC Comics. He was very passionate about the line, very passionate about the characters, and he has spearheaded DC Comics stories for the past 15 years or so. Mm. Possibly even longer than that. I mean, yes. a dubious so. resume. If you are, he, you know, various camps out there. Here's the thing, right? Interwebs. He is, uh, okay, yes, a dubious resume, but a lot of fans may not have liked his choices. Uh, they might not have liked his decisions, but ultimately, he was not afraid to take chances. He was not afraid to uh, continually reboot the line. And apparently, the latest reboot, now, giving some more context to this, and this is how we need to frame it for the comic book movie audience, uh, AT&T recently purchased Time Warner. So AT&T now owns all of these uh, properties, these IPs, uh, Batman, Wonder Woman, uh, you know, Green Lantern, Aquaman, you know, Superman, all these, all these great DC uh, comics. Um, DiDio's plan, called 5G, was another reboot, which I know, you know, it, it's it's both easy for me to talk about DC Comics and also difficult. It's easy for me to talk about them because I'm not a huge DC fan, never been a huge DC fan, so I don't have a loyalty to all this stuff. I don't really have an, a, a, you know, bias in terms of, oh, this is lousy or this is bad. I mean, you know, all of it sounded pretty standard comic book fare to me. Uh, but this also makes it difficult because I don't have a, a horse in the race, really. I just, you know, I'm kind of curious to see how it goes. But apparently, this is coming from Comics Beat. Uh, no matter how many times the Dio uh, was promoted, uh, he continued to micromanage the DCU. And his latest attempt was uh, 5G. 5G was going to fast forward everything and, re- and reboot uh, DC Comics ultimate style so there was talking about having a black batman uh, uh different variations on classic characters that 
Uh, Black Batman was actually specifically mentioned in a lot of the articles, so I don't know. I don't know how true or false that is, but that was one of the things uh, that they were talking about. Making it more contemporary and doing an ultimate line thing, and ultimately, AT and T um, kind of said, "All right, enough is enough," because especially when they're gearing up for a new Robert Pattinson movie and they're gearing up for a new Wonder Woman, you know, nineteen eighty four. It just uh, I, they said enough is enough. They also. Uh, in recent months, said morale had plummeted amid frequent shakeups in responsibilities, um, frequent departures. Pat McCallum, former wizard guy, uh, he had just been made head of the whole DCU, quit after Thanksgiving. Uh, most recently, oh. Alex Antone quit, taking a job at Skybound. Uh, there was also a whole bunch of stuff, but apparently right up until last Friday, Dan DiDio was the co-publisher. In fact, he was going to be talking at C2E2, which you can check out Sire Studios at this weekend. Uh, and he was going to give his uh, co-publisher panel with Jim Lee. So I know I, know I was kind of shocked when I heard it, but not really, I guess. I don't know. I mean, were you, were you kind of stunned at the news or what, what's, uh, what's, what's your thoughts there? No, I'm not really ever surprised by these crazy, you know, a changing of the guards in the comic book industry mm -hmm. because I mean it happens so often and a lot of times if you're not paying 100% attention a lot of times you didn't even know that so-and-so was in particular in uh, position yeah so you find out that they got fired yeah and they, and they moved along or they've they quit for some reason so I mean like he's got a he's got a a, a large resume he's been con a, a, a longtime contributor you know like mm -hmm years and years he's been in the industry like forever yeah. yeah i remember hearing his name like way back way back when i you know when i just started getting into the industry i got to myself. interview him a couple times at wizard i mean he was it was a great it was he was always very genuine he was great to talk to he you could tell he was genuinely he wasn't a suit you know he was genuinely like he loved the characters you know whether again again whether or not you agree with his, his decisions yeah, but I mean, he he it came from the right place. over a new Fifty Two and Rebirth and stuff like that. Yeah. A lot of that stuff was, I mean, now uh, it's become a joke. The continuity of DC has become a joke under his. Which is his, which to me is always uh, a watch. Right, that's the thing that that fascinates me though, because I remember back then uh, when New Fifty Two came out, I said, "Oh, they're rebooting the whole line," because look, comic book time is a funny thing, right? Uh, I mean. Batman has been around for 80 years, and he's maybe aged 10 years. However, Dick Grayson, who was his sidekick, has also aged 10, you know, has also managed to age and be a grown man. And Tim Drake now is also a grown man. And it's like you, you have all these iterations of sidekicks that have now become full-fledged heroes on their own. But meanwhile, Batman's like still kind of 25. Maybe maybe thirty, you know. I mean, if you, if no, not at Robert. Pa I mean, he was always a man in his like. He was always a middle aged man, as far as far as I'd seen him. He hasn't been, um, he hasn't been advancing out of middle agedom, but he's right. always been a man a little behind his weight class. You know, yeah. like he's, he's been all, you know, a little behind his prime. You yeah. know, he's not at peak like Batman Year One. Those other, you know, the early Batmans. It's always something that we look back on. Yeah. Um, from from continuity uh, perspective that, you know, like, oh, those were the years he didn't know what he was doing, really. He got he almost got killed a whole bunch of times, but he was mm -hmm. in his physical prime. Right. And now he knows what he's doing, but he uses a lot of gadgetry and a lot of technology to keep himself, you know, in, in pace with the right, you know, with the criminal underworld. Right. You 
And also, there's been a lot more embracing of recent times of the fact that Batman's a psychopath. You know, like sure, like well, people yeah. are people. Are, I mean, yeah, you know, but you have to for context. You have to understand how that perspective has changed to like you know Batman's crazy. You know, to from him being one of the Justice League. You know, sure, he's still sure. one of the Justice League. But I mean, it's always played with a little bit of yeah. But there's something. <laughs> off about the guy dressed like a bat, you know. Whereas he used to be like, you know, one of the one of the tried yeah. and true, uh, you know, members. So, um, I mean, times have changed and a different reflection on all these characters. Um, I don't. Well, that, know, there's, a, a, there's a term that they use. It's called queer baiting. Okay. It's uh, uh you know, whenever you throw in a, a LGBTQ character, mm-hmm. just to satiate the the that particular aspect of the audience or so that you could click a box of uh of representation sure and but the but the character has really no agency in the story the story really isn't doesn't reflect on them so it doesn't matter it, mm-hmm. it never really met like kind of like even though i don't want to accuse her of doing this like it's like saying the double door was gay and it's like um okay you know right. like Right. You know, I don't know what, you know, so that's kind of a, that's what is referred to. I don't yeah. use the term myself, but that's referred to as queer baiting. And a lot of times we got diversity baiting, you know, mm-hmm. taking mm-hmm. Batman into a black man. Why? I mean, like, I mean, I, I get it for kids and, and for diversity and stuff like that. And I understand it, but it's all it's going to do is piss everybody off. Yeah. Everybody's going to do the, you know, compare the merits of this or that or talk about if you want to put Bruce Wayne to the side and make Batman beyond black, make McGinnis a black kid. Sure. Instead of instead of trying to say that Batman himself is black or that, that you know, Bruce mm-hmm. Wayne died and so and the black guy took over for. I don't I just don't see what the what the benefit is unless he comes from. One of the stereotypical, uh, you know, uh, trifecta of what America thinks being black is, which you know, only you know, uh, only a non. I know everything. Could write it. I know everything about that. I am an authority on that. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> as as I am on on the, the the Jewish population, you know, I know mm. everything. I could I could definitely tell you everything about every, all their cultures and, and stuff like that and the nuance. And they don't really need to hire a Jewish person to tell a Jewish story. I can do it. I'm, I'm good. I live in New York. I'm done. You know? Oh, well, that's it. You're good. Right. But they like, they like, their, ba- they like their bagels. Yeah. They like bagels. They like, the, they like the lox. Whatever, whatever lock is. They like the lox. They we just it. got, we just got canceled by the way. Yes. Um, <laughs> but we're, you know, we're admitting, we're basically using it as a, as a, as a trope. No, no, fact no. That we don't know anything. Doesn't matter. We just got quoted on all the news websites as if we're that important. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, the, the bottom line is it doesn't make any sense to. Um, I don't see any sense into doing that as a reason to do it. There's a there's a really great line in um, Orphan Black, which is one, mm-hmm. one of my favorite shows, where you know one of the characters says to the other character, "I didn't know you were gay," and the and the character says, "You know that's the least interesting thing about me." Oh, okay. You know? <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you know, being black that's that's not a that's not a story point. That's not a, a plot device being black, you know? Yeah. So it, it is, it is a, it is 
uh, a, a, a nuance and an aspect of a character, but it's right. not the character in and of itself. So saying, right. oh, black man is bad, you know, uh, black, I called him black man. <laughs> saying, now, see, now that, that's where they need to go. Yeah, next. if you if you had guts, you would call him black man. You know, you would just say he's black man. You would have him in an entire bad suit or whatever and just take it. Copyright Secrets of the Sire. Uh, <laughs> first, first issue debuting six months from now. <laughs> it's black man. Yeah. <laughs> oh my okay, god. We'll, we'll we'll sell a million of Son, first issues and then let's it'll go to Indiegogo off. with this. What are we doing? Yeah, we got this it. it. We got this. We got this. Oh my god. Well, we shouldn't have announced. We shouldn't have announced. We, Cha -ching! <laughs> but I mean look, it just to do that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make now the outrage about it doesn't make any sense either. So it's all absurd. If you're not, you know, like everybody's like, I'm not racist, but fuck, you know, making even black men and you know, Bing. whatever. Yeah, whatever. Um that's the same thing yeah you know? yeah changing changing everybody's favorite characters doesn't make any sense yeah um but you know being mad about being mad about a change makes sense being mad about the kind of change that was made is is redundant right redundancy right so you know i mean i'm not exonerating the fans for being upset about it uh, being upset about particular things but I understand them being upset. I understand it's a hot button issue. I don't know why you'd want to you'd want to step in it if uh, if you didn't have to. Now we don't publish um, uh, nationwide. We're not nationwide publishers. We don't know what what nuances it takes, what con concessions you have to make right. in order to make your product viable in a, in a global market. And we, regardless of what a lot of people want to say or whatever your political position is, we are we we do live in a global market now. We are a global sure. uh, economy. So, how do you become, how do you stay relevant in a global market? You know, you go from <clears throat> you go from um, the American market, where it is it is pretty much dominated by young white males, mm -hmm. you know, which you cater to, to a global market where white males are a minority so how do you how do you be how do you have things it, that are licensed things you know that what's are even relevant? funny though do you know what's funny though and and i know uh, i'll let you finish your point as well too when um when people were talking next next episode next week hassan finishes mm -hmm. this point no mm -hmm. um actually do you, if you listen back to our shows you always finish your point you realize this you always complain do, you never oh, do but then you I, always I end I up press doing. through darn it <laughs> I, i'm just merely because saying it, because I'm defiant, and I will get my point across. And I stand by the fact Damn that you. I stand by the fact that you're like, "How dare you interrupt me?" And then I will start saying something, and you'll be like, "But," <laughs> and then you'll interrupt me. So that is part of the dynamic, and oh. I'm proud of it. I'm oh, very good. proud of this. See, dynamic. there's that energy. There's that retro <laughs> energy. <laughs> retro energy. I'm the that's, one who took the energy away. Would you make your point? Make the point you interrupted me to make. Marvel gets a lot of flack for making Marvel gets a lot of flack for being very progressive in terms of altering uh, characters uh, from the past into different things. They get however, the it. however, when it came, from our sources inside Marvel, when it comes time for outside the comic industry people to want to license these characters, they don't want uh, Falcon, Captain America. They don't want you know uh, uh, Jane. Uh, Jane Thor. They they want no. We want Steve Rogers, Captain America. We want Thor. We want you know they they want the most recognizable. And I think AT and T in this particular case also looked at this and said, wait, 
no, <laughs> no. But and and once he rolls it out, and problem. once he rolls it out, once he rolls it out at, at C2E2, and this is what Comics Beat, to give them credit, said, it, it makes it impossible to go back. But here's the problem. Mm-hmm. How do you, 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 these same people who are saying, I don't want you to change the, the you know, uh, the profile, these, right. these, you know, highly marketable licensed characters, right? Mm-hmm. Because we want to sell them on this, in, the, on this, in this wide mass media market, right? Yeah. But then these same people are going to be looking at your company bottom line for publishing. Right. How many books did you sell? Right. And not those characters aren't selling a lot of books either, which is why we keep getting New Fifty Two. Yeah. And then Rebirth. Well, DC in general. Age of Age of X Men. Yeah. You know all these things. Why? Why we keep getting these like mass rebrandings, no matter what they do. So, so they're not. They're still not. The the books themselves are mm-hmm. not are not enjoying the 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 proliferation of all these uh licensed uh franchises throughout the global market and so the 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 publications the source of all this material right is constantly trying to find ways to stay relevant and keep their sales up because the same people who are yelling at them don't change anything because we're selling these and we're making billions of dollars off of these characters on these other markets are going to be coming around to them on a yearly basis going, wow, your bottom line has shrunk. You know, we need you to cut 50% of your staff. We need you to, you know, right. and they keep, and they keep chokeholding the, 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 the industry to the point where it's not going to be relevant anymore. It's just going to be a holding uh, uh, archive for all these old properties, which is what these, you know, conglomerations want it to be you just you just hold on to these properties you just you just provide content for when we need it for these various streaming services and movies right. that we're going to do um and don't and just just be good custodians of these uh of these amazing properties but don't do anything right. and you know if they were like we'll we will support you as long as you you know maintain these characters as long as you're good custodians we will support the industry and we will support your your staff if they need those concessions, then we wouldn't have any problems. Well, you bring, you bring up a lot of really good points. We're going to take a quick break uh, because what, what you touched upon were two different things. One, there's rumors rampant after this went down as to what the future of DC Comics, the actual comic publishing label is with AT&T running it, whether or not it is viable. And then I want to throw this out to you as well, too. I mean, are we even going to be reading comics in five years? And I don't mean, are you going to be looking at sequential graphic novels, but comic books as we know it? You know, at what point is there an end date? Is there an end date coming up? We'll discuss when we return. Check out the all-new Sire Studios website, sirestudiosinc.com. Find all your back issues for The Sire, Mainstream, Undone, and more, and be on the lookout for news and announcements convention appearances, and brand new podcasts coming to Sire Studios. That address again is sirestudiosinc.com. (laughs) 
welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. As the commercial before just uh, just specified, I will be at C2E2. Sire Studios will be there, booth 106. So if you're around Friday, Saturday, Sunday, come check us out. Uh, we've got some mainstream exclusives. We've got Descendant Trade paperback. We've got a whole bunch of stuff uh, for sale. And uh, you get to see this smiling face. Which No one cares, dude. Right. Well, you're going to paint yourself as a superhero and whatever. I didn't say I was going to be a superhero. I just said I'll yeah, go sign some books. I'm going to yeah, sign right. some books and sell some okay. everything. A superhero books. signing books, though. I wrote these books. I made these. That's right. I am a great I, man. I made this. Um, <laughs> which one was that? That was X-Files, right? At the end yes, of X-Files? Yes, that was yeah. uh, Chris Carter. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. So we were talking uh, before we went to break about the crisis at DC Comics, Dan DiDio, co-publisher, being let go and what it means. Yeah. Uh, but in the larger sense, now, since that's happened... But you, ton- have a, you have remarks about a global market being relevant in a global market, right? I do, I do. Okay. But, but, but first, just to give it a little bit more context, uh, the rumor mill then started churning, and ups- unsubstantiated rumors. But here's the thing, right? 5G, this whole plan itself had never been substantiated. Uh, in October, there were little glimpses. They were going to do a big marketing rollout for 5G. So what, what it actually was, we, we don't know. Plus, if you read uh, even more about it, a lot of creators uh, got their feathers ruffled. Scott Snyder wanted no part of it. Apparently, he has maybe more sway with AT&T. Uh, AT&T also, again, all of this is within the, is in the framework of Dan DiDio has new bosses. DC Comics has new bosses. It's AT&T. So what does this mean for the actual comic publishing line? So yes, there were crazy rumors that they would actually license out uh, the characters to Marvel to actually handle the comic publishing end. And if they did that, you could have crossovers galore. They could, exi- they could inhabit the same universe for however long that lasts. I mean... Death now. Death now. There's no... It's not substantiated. This is just this is literally crazy rumors. Nothing to back it up. That being said, IDW uh, was doing Star Wars books for Marvel. They license out Star Wars books for IDW to do. It's not an unheard of thing where a company would sit there and say, you know what? And especially a corporation like AT and T has no skin in this game whatsoever. They're literally coming and going. We bought Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman. Great. We want to make movies. We want to make TV shows. Uh, we want them to make us money doing this, but they don't. They don't have any, you know. Like whereas Dan DiDio was not a suit; he was a fan of all this stuff. AT and T is a faceless corporation. They don't. They don't have any loyalty. They don't care about the eighty years of publishing. They don't care if if all of a sudden they sit there and go, "Eh, comics don't make us any money. We got the movies. We already got the characters. Why do we need to make comics?" They could literally do this tomorrow. They could sit there and say. Why are we making comics? Because comics don't make money. They very rarely make money. Uh, Kickstarter books are great, but even Kickstarter books, uh, for the most part, you know, you make you make enough to make another book. Yeah, but I mean, let me ask you a question. Do you think if comics went away, if this if the source materials went away tomorrow and all the retailers closed and like Marvel and DC just closed their doors, do you think those movies would have any viability after that? I mean, so maybe the Marvel well, ones would because they have that. an established universe, right? And they could they could try to push it as long as they could push it. I will, but I don't think the DC universe has established itself enough that it could keep surviving these do you reiterations. Know, do you want to know what the top selling DC books were last year? Reprints of previous storylines. Retailers, I understand that, but you that. retailers cannot would not be able to sustain oh, no, their no, businesses no, no. off of, of reprints. So of course not. 
So like once those industries close, the retailers are going to close. They're going to yeah. move on to what else to, to hawking some other kind of wear, right? Yes. I mean, primarily. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just going to dwindle and die. I don't think the comic book medium would ever die. I mean, there's always going to be independence. There's always going to be people. Well, it's also digital. I mean, you have things like Comixology Unlimited where you can yeah, pay, I know, pay 10 I'm bucks a month and like, get you know, I'm saying everything. For the, for, the, for the purposes of like wondering whether or not comics in themselves are going to go out of style. Right. I don't think, like you were saying, like, will we be still reading comics in 10 I, years? I think so. I hope but, so. Um, but I don't think so. I think I mean, so. Think about, think about it. The industry we that might, you and we, I... Will we be reading Marvel and DC 10 years from now? Maybe not. I but I think I, we're going to... I don't know. I mean, the, the, the doors have never been as open as they are now for people to make these things on the absolute cheap, you know? But, but that's can, also... But that quality commercial style, you know, commercial yeah. quality uh, uh, properties or, you know, uh, uh, products, excuse me. So I don't think that's going to go away. You know, you got still, you still got people making vinyl records. It's not right. going to go away, you right. know, and it's, it's way easier to make a comic book than to make a vinyl record, you know, and you true. still have stores I, yes, that true. sell vinyl. True. So, but I don't, your you know. cost, your cost to make a vinyl record is actually less once, I mean, the music's already recorded. The cost to make music has gone down. The cost to make comics has actually gone up if you think about it, right? I mean, in terms of the production that actually goes into it. A musician can go and use Pro Tools. You can get Pro Tools for a couple hundred bucks. You know, you used to, you used to have to spend a million dollars to be in a studio to record your music. Yeah, but an then artist it, can gets, use Photoshop. An artist can. Uh, however, an artist needs to be paid a wage of some kind that is going to allow them to continue making. You're talking about people doing comic books as a full-time job. Yes. Yes. But even the people who make vinyl don't do it as a full-time job. Exactly, right. Vinyl's a specialty. It's not, it's not a number. It's, so, it's, I mean, but, but the point was, are they going to go away forever? I didn't, say, I didn't, I, I didn't specify that they were yeah. going to be a viable uh, source of, uh, of employment. Right. I'm just saying you, if you're talking about, I mean, one thing at a time. If you're talking about the medium disappearing altogether, I don't, it, I don't think it's going to happen. No, the medium. If you're talking about it being stay. a job, like if it's good, you know, like you, it, I'm talking, yeah, you know, a way about, to mortgage your house or something. I'm like talking that. about the no. industry that we grew up loving. I mean, it's already almost gone, right? I mean, the heroes that we grew but up been idolizing. It's almost gone for so many times. It was always, it was almost gone in the 90s. It right. was almost gone. I mean, it's, it's always on the brink of being gone. And I'm not saying that this means it won't go away. Yeah. But I mean, it's, even if it does go away, it's been a, it's been a burn that has been smoldering yeah. since for 30 years, you know? So even if it blinks out tomorrow, it's like, well, that's not a shock because it's always been on the verge of I mean, of we dying. talk about, yeah, we talk about the gatekeepers being gone. <clears throat> And that has opened the floodgates for independent creators to go wild. But at the same time, you know, and maybe I'll sound like a shill by saying it, but gatekeepers had a purpose too. They were there to filter quality material, uh, material that could theoretically sell. They weren't always right. Uh, there's, there's plenty of stories. I mean, the Harry Potter, for example, right? I mean, Harry Potter got turned down by 12 different publishers before it finally got uh, a home and it became the, the, the biggest selling uh, book of all time, book series of all time. So, you know, obviously there's, there's faults in that, but with the gatekeepers going away, with the traditional outlets going away, I mean, you are, yes, I agree with you. We're, we're not going to see the end of comics, but we're definitely seeing at the end of what we grew up uh, enjoying in terms of it. I mean, it's, it's everything. I mean, look, we're not, we're not saying anything groundbreaking here, 
Um, it depends. You, it, it's the end of what maybe what you enjoy. If you just enjoy right. the comic book medium, right? Then that, I mean, which was the, which was how the question was posed. Are we still going to be reading comics ten years from now? That's yeah. all you said. On phones, we'll be reading them on phones, and I think that's. I think maybe, maybe not. Or, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, we're still going to be, you know, when the when the cassette tape comes out, are we still going to be listening to vinyl records in 2020? Everybody's gonna say no. Yeah. Hell no. You know. Yeah. And is it? Are they still going to make record players? Right. So that you could play these records in the year 2020. Yeah. No. Okay. Heck no. But they still do. I'm just saying the medium, media in and of itself is always going to exist in some way. Every form of media that we've ever had still exists to this day. It is not, a, it is, it is not the focal point of the medium. It's not the focal point of media. Yeah. It is a subset. It's a, it's a, it's a you know, it's a niche market, it's subculture, but it all survives. So if you're going to talk, I mean, there's too many, there's millions and millions of people and, and billions of dollars invested in comic books. So are we still going to, is it still a delivery system for, for IP? You know, is it still a viable delivery system for IP? Is it something, is it an easy press kit to be put together? Someone could do a six-page ash can and go around and hawk their movie script mm-hmm. with, with a, you know, that's, it's taken place of a concept artist hiring sure. like Ralph McQuarrie to, so that everybody understands what the Star Wars movie is about. It's kind of the same thing. So it's not going to go away. It's not going to die. But right. is, is there going to be an industry 10 years Yeah, now? That's, that's, I guess, the question is whether it's going to be an industry. Now, another thing that kind of spawned all this, and it's actually an article I found prior to all this news kind of going down, but the thought of Marvel taking over DC characters uh, lends to this Variety article where basically uh, the title of the article is Why is Everyone So Scared of Dizzy? Uh, Dizzy. Disney. And it's a really fascinating read, so you can go check it out. I got it on getpocket.com, but it was originally published through Variety. Um, talking about with the entertainment giant growing taller, we must begin to question the future of film. And I'm going to throw comics in there as well, too. And what their argument was is that people don't realize that by acquiring Fox, and then if they were to also, and again, they wouldn't necessarily be acquiring the film rights to DC Comics and things like that, but they'd be steering the stories. Um, Variety argues Disney doesn't just suddenly own all the properties. It owns all the mythologies. Uh, There are are a very limited amount of mythologies still available outside of Disney's control now. And they basically, they own it. They own Star Wars. They own Marvel. They own Avatar. Uh, they, I mean, the, the article kind of says, what's, you know, what's left on the table? Godzilla, the shards of Harry Potter. Uh, you know, there's, no, there's nothing outside of Disney of, of substantially of any value in terms of mythology. And is that a good thing or a bad thing? I pose it on Facebook. You know, what would, you, what would your reaction be if Marvel started publishing DC Comics? And why, some people were like... Everyone? What was the consensus? Yeah, you know what? Some people were like, this is great. That would be awesome because they look at the quality that Marvel gen- generally puts out. And I think the quality is, I think DC is, is on par with Marvel in terms of quality. Uh, you might, again, you might not like the content, but, but the production quality is, is on par with it. Yeah, but, they, can, they can keep up. Production-wise, they can keep up. 
but they were looking at it and you know a lot of people said hey that's that'd be amazing great we can get this jla avengers crossover and they could do this and they could do this and you know immediately we start thinking about all the great possibilities but then you start thinking okay if if a if a studio does not have competition and trust me, I'm a capitalist. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of capitalism, and I think competition breeds the best in us. If you're not trying to outdo somebody else, I mean, what level of story are we going to end up getting? We're going to get the same story every year because why not? What do they care? There's nobody out yeah. there that's going to, you know, who's going to take the next mantle? Some people said Image. Uh, Im- image doesn't really compete with Marvel. You know, no one really competes with Marvel. DC does because they are actually they're Coke and Pepsi. You know, yeah. Dr Pepper is not competing with Coke. I look at it more as McDonald's or Pepsi. Burger King. But... McDonald's Burger King, great analogy. Yeah. Except <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's the same analogy. You, but... <laughs> no, it's not though. It's not though because honestly, you don't have. I mean, you have Wendy's would be considered a, a competitor for for Wendy's uh, is um, image. <laughs> I don't think Wendy's is though. That's my point. I, I don't, you know, I, I see Coke and Pepsi and nothing else in terms of the soda market. You have okay. Dr. Peppers, you have Sprites, you have things like that, but they are so different. They don't make the exact same. They're not heavyweights. They're not heavyweight champions. Yeah, but they also, Coke and Pepsi are the exact same drink. There's no, there's no difference, right? They're, but, well, flavor when, Wendy's is the exact same meal as a Burger King and a Wendy's. Image is not the same meal as a Marvel or DC. Like, it's just not got me hungry now but, but it's yeah not, holy crap uh but um, it's not the same i mean losing competition like that i think would actually hurt look, us I, yeah, I, I, unfortunately for this discussion i agree with you i think it's a de- i also think it's an act of desperation that's so um that's so enormous that it heralds the end of everything yeah you know because it's like when you start to marry all these characters together if that means that everything hinges on one failure because you know how we are unforgiving for a yeah. failure Right, but the yeah. longest run that MCU has had, everyone's waiting for that sure. giant flop, right? Yeah. So they're waiting for Superman four. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're waiting for that. Put it, yeah, put it all together, and yeah. then, then and then have a Superman four, and that means the entire thing collapses. Yeah, we can be flexible with the DCEU because we have the MCU. Right. If we didn't have the MCU and we didn't have the DCEU, that that's the end of it because. Yeah. The thing that's making comic books as relevant, uh, contemporarily relevant as they are, are these movies. Yeah. Because we, we're kind of, we've been, we spent about, I don't know, the last 30 minutes talking about how the, the industry is falling apart. Yeah. So, you know, come on. You know, like, like if we, if we, if we marry them all together, so in, in the, in the, in the, hopes of having some kind of glorious you know battle royale of of characters that never really were supposed to say share the same air right. right once you do that blowout it, let's say you do it to end game proportions right where it's that well received not not the quality of the end game itself but just just to be that you know um universally lorded as you know uh, 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 an achievement once you do that right even if it does that well, that's your wad. It's gone. That's that, your Sunday punch. That drunken orgy. That drunken orgy seems like a good <laughs> idea. 
but it, you got to but you got to wake up in the morning and yeah and, and everybody's sick in the mirror the and next everybody day. yeah and, and your marriage is over and you know everything is over i mean look it was a great night but that night is not worth it we're back we got the retro energy i knew we could do it i knew we could all right when we come back we'll go spinning the racks i'm everything my 19 year old self fought hard to not be Yes, you are the... It's like 19-year-old self is like, don't sell out. You've become what you hate. You've become the enemy. 19-year-old self, don't sell out. <laughs> yeah, 39-year-old self is like... Sell out. Sell Every night. Out. <laughs> like, sell it out, baby. First sell sign of trouble. First sign of trouble, sell out. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. Just a reminder, Secrets of the Sire is going rogue. We've been teasing this for the last couple weeks. Next week, you will get your full answer. So what Are that exactly means. we going to find out next week what the We're going to find is? out. Yes. What's the secret of the society? Uh, the secrets of, well, no, the sire, there's no secret. The secret is go buy my comic book the sire that's Aww. everyone keeps asking me what the secret is that's the, the secret. secret is that there is no secret that you the, just, se- okay. the secret is issue 11 will be coming out to kickstarter the next <laughs> couple couple months uh and volume three will be hitting by the end of the year that's my that's my publishing goals but the secrets of secrets of the sire going rogue mm. we'll find out what next could, week what could that be oh it's it's uh, monumental hopefully Uh, If not, it's the end of everything. All right, we do this every week. We go spinning the racks. Spin the racks. Spin the racks. We did it. We 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 talked mainly comics today, so I thought for spin the racks we could actually flip the script a little bit, and we'll we'll talk a little uh, TV here. Uh, Walking Dead returns to higher ratings uh, as. The Walking Dead mid-season premiere, it drew 3.5 million viewers, this is according to Hollywood Reporter, the most for the show since the season 10 opener in October. It grew by 9% over the same-day viewership from the fall finale and rose by double digits in adults 25 to 54. For all of the talk of the end of Walking Dead and the ratings declines, it's not obviously nearly what it, what it was um, when it was averaging 14, 15 million viewers. Uh, it is still the top title uh, in uh, ad-supported cable. So it has still given up, it has never given up its title as top series on ad-supported cable. So the rumors that Walking Dead is done. Kind, you know, kind, I don't like, I don't like Walking enough. Dead at all. Yeah. Um, that's not true. That's a, that's a little harsh. I don't like Walking Dead. I don't watch Walking Dead. But I have never been dumb enough to say that that show is done. I'm done with it. But I've never, I've I never ever f- once intimated that that show is finished. I like, watched my first episode in over a year. I, I am, oh, I'm on season nine, episode three. I'm gonna get. I vow to get through season nine before season ten ends. Supposedly very good. Supposedly, supposedly kind of. I hard. heard that, but I mean, we've been hearing that they've had a resurgence since <laughs> um, right around the time uh, Rick left. Yeah, people were talking about look, it's you know, it's come back and it's gotten a lot better. You know, yeah. So. Um, so good for the show. Yeah. I want to like it. I want to, I want to like it again. I don't know if I'll ever gonna, love it again, but you're going to talk about, uh, Bob Iger. 
Uh, we could we could mention Bob Iger. I actually had that in uh, in my notes for last segment, but it never seemed to kind of come up. Yeah, Bob mm-hmm. Iger uh, will be replaced uh, by Bob Chapek. It's the next yeah. CEO. He'll be succeeding Bob, Bob Iger. Bob Iger's not really leaving. He's assuming the role of executive chairman and will lead the board through his contracts end on December 2021. Uh, yeah. He will also lead all creative development at Disney. So, yeah. So he's it, turned it, into Walt Disney. He's become Walt Disney. Yes. Yes. Uh, he Bob also Chopek is going to be uh, is, is going to be the the slave master. Correct. Um, you correct. know who's going to crack the whip around there and be told what kind of be the the proxy king. Correct. But in name only. The big the big thing about this is how sudden it came. Uh, however, mm. he talked to the New York Times. He said the succession moves were only abrupt in other people's eyes because we haven't been talking about it publicly. The company considered whether to name Chapek COO, but I did not believe that that would bestow on him any kind of autonomy that I wanted him to have during the transition. So he essentially, uh, yeah, I guess, big news for folks out there uh, who really care like deeply about the industry you know, who's doing what, but, um, as but, the album cover says, good news for people who love bad news. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but, but, um, I mean, look, it depends if Bob Iger is not really leaving, if he's going to be mm-hmm. in creative control, that doesn't really mean anything's going to change in two years, in two years, essentially the 2021. I, I right. Think so it, I mean, in, in the immediate future, that doesn't mean right. much is going to change, you know? And, wh- and, so, and look so far, why would we want it to? Right. Can't, I mean, well, I mean, there's people, in, be, there's people at, uh, in the Star Wars camp who might want a lot of things to change. Uh, that's you know? a good point. That's good. Um, well, great segue, though. These are the Baby Yoda toys you're looking for. That was my second story. Uh, did you fall in love with the Lego Baby Yoda revealed at Toy Fair? Uh, Hasbro, is, Hasbro has released last year at Toy Fair, uh, sorry, last week at Toy Fair. Baby Yoda action figures, uh, an anim- animatronic edition of The Child. <laughs> Uh, he may look like Baby Yoda, but this lovable creature is called The Child, and now you can become its protector with this animatronic toy from Star Wars. Uh, you can get all kinds of Baby Yoda toys, everything you wanted, everything I you were to, hoping to get. I by will Christmas. have to have one sit next to my baby. So, uh, you know, look, even, even you, you're a devout Star Wars fanatic. You have big problems with Disney Star old, Wars. Old Star Wars fanatic. And not, Baby not, Yoda is, is still the best thing that's ever happened. So I don't know if it's the best thing that ever happened, but it is fantastic. <laughs> it really is, right? I don't, I don't know, know if I, I don't know if I could call it the best thing, but what? it is. It is pretty fit. It's it's it's, it's just an image. It's an <laughs> image that works every time. Like every every time they used him for <laughs> a comedic beat, it was like wow. That's I, it's it's actually annoying how effective. Baby Yoda was. Lightning it's in a bottle, man. Lightning in a the, right. He he hoped that the porgs would be. I yeah. Mean, what he tried to accomplish with the porgs were accomplish three seconds by taking Yoda and making him really young and small. Yeah. And done. Like yeah. it didn't even take. No. Uh, it didn't even take ingenuity to do it. And we were like, we're all on board. <laughs> I've never seen I'll, something I'll, so I'll, universally loved. What's his name? Well, who was the actor who played the stormtrooper? Kept smacking Baby Yoda. Oh um, gosh, he's so he Sudeikis. Sudeikis, right? Yeah, Sudeikis. He was yeah. he was taking heat on Twitter for yes. being. A, I mean, come on, yes. come on, people. Yes, I mean for that's following how Baby his, Yoda. Yeah, he's in the zeitgeist, man. Baby Yoda yeah. goes nowhere. He goes so, nowhere. See, Hassan, this just proves I have the pulse of what people want to talk about and listen to. You're talking about Bob Iger. 
who I, I mentally checked off my list of things to talk about as we were talking because I'm like, no one cares about that. Baby Yoda. Our, uh, look, yeah. our ratings just went up. Our likes yeah. and our views just, just skyrocketed because we're talking uh-huh. baby okay. Yoda. All righty then. Next week, we reveal what going rogue means for Secrets of the Sire. You don't want to miss it. We'll catch you next week.